Hey everybody, welcome to the Lighthouse Church Sermon Broadcast. It's the beginning of 2021. I wish you a truly blessed year ahead. May it be a year that's full of Jesus, because if it's full of Him, it's going to be truly blessed. The title of today's message is Sowing with Tears, Reaping with Joy. Listen to Psalm 126. I'm reading from the contemporary English version for this psalm. It seemed like a dream when the Lord brought us back to the city of Zion. We celebrated with laughter and joyful songs. In foreign nations it was said, the Lord has worked miracles for his people. And so we celebrated because the Lord had indeed worked miracles for us. Our Lord, we ask you to bless our people again and let us be like streams in the southern desert. We cried as we went out to plant our seeds. Now let us celebrate as we bring in the crops. We cried on the way to plant our seeds, but we will celebrate and shout as we bring in the crops. Psalm 126 is a psalm that faces a time of tears, a time of mourning, of grief. We don't know for sure what was causing these tears, but it was clearly a time of national mourning. Seeking to encourage his hearers, the writer of the psalm looks back to a previous occasion when God gloriously restored his people. It had felt like a dream when it happened. It felt surreal to be back home as a nation after so many years in exile. And as the writer remembered God's goodness back then, his faith was stirred. God could surely do it again. So although things look bleak now, they would sow their seeds, an act of faith that anticipated God's coming blessing. They were still grieving, but they planted their seeds in anticipation of God's merciful intervention and blessing. So this psalm is a psalm of faith. It looks back at God's mercy and grace. And then it looks forward, expecting to see God's mercy and grace again. And this faith is active. Because we trust God. We get up from our morning and we start to sow our seeds. We are still in tears as we sow, but we trust that the Lord will turn our morning into a celebration. So I believe that the psalm speaks to us in a very helpful way at this time. Because 2020 was a year of many tears. At the time of preparing this message, Nearly 2 million people have lost their lives as a result of the pandemic. Many more millions have lost jobs. Even more lost the freedom to be with their loved ones. They were isolated through lockdown, quarantine, safety protocols. Churches had to stop or restrict gathering in person. Many of us have reached the end of 2020 emotionally and physically depleted by many stresses from the pandemic. 2020 was a year of tears. Yet, 2020 was also a year of sowing. In the midst of all of the drama of this pandemic, 
we discovered many opportunities. It's been said that opportunities often come cunningly disguised as problems. And this was certainly true in many ways. Here are three examples. Because we were locked down in our homes, many of us discovered an opportunity to grow. We used some of our freed up time to do things like read the Bible more, pray more, study, be trained. As a result, we grew spiritually. We drew closer to God. Because our meetings were shut down, many of us turned to other ways of connecting. We began to use technology to connect and to meet. As a result, we discovered an opportunity to reach far beyond our immediate community. And our vision of the church and of our mission field became much more global. Because of rampant unemployment, many of us became more sensitive to the plight of the poor. And we soon discovered opportunities to give, to show practical love to those in need. And having said this, I really want to affirm the Lighthouse Church family. You guys who are listening to this, well done. Well done to all of you who embraced the Bible challenges to read a chapter of the Bible a day, and to share what you noticed as you read. As we've been doing this, we have grown as disciples and as disciple makers. Well done to those who have joined the WhatsApp virtual prayer meeting. Our prayer meeting is more powerful than ever. Well done to those who have been connecting via the WhatsApp Sunday chat group. Our fellowship has become closer. Well done to those who have been faithfully giving. We have been able to give to many, both directly and through the work of St. Peter's Church. And as we took our steps of faith in action, God released even more funds to us, so that we were able to give far more than we've ever done before. And lastly, well done to all of you who have been sharing messages via social media. We've been reaching out to people far beyond our local community. Well done, Lighthouse Church. We've shed many tears, but we've also sowed many seeds. In fact, I believe that we have sown far more this year than ever before. And I think we can own verse 6. We cried on the way to plant our seeds but we will celebrate and shout as we bring in the crops. As we stand at the beginning of a new year, many tears are still being cried. But we know what to do. God isn't telling us to stop crying. He's telling us to keep sowing. Keep sowing knowing that the harvest will come. Okay, it's a great principle, but let's, let's get practical. Let's give this principle some arms and legs. What could this look like for you and I? Here are just three things that we can all do to sow as we go into 2021. Number one, keep sowing in your relationship with Jesus. 
Listen to John chapter 15, verse 5. I'll read all the rest of the texts from the New International Version. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Our relationship with Jesus is where the harvest starts. This is the foundation. This is the beginning. You and I cannot be fruitful without being close to Jesus. So the first sowing that you and I need to do is to do things that will help us to grow closer to Jesus. Do things like spending regular time in prayer and listening, not just talking. Spend regular time reading the scriptures, especially Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, because here we see and hear Jesus in action. We learn his words and his ways. As we do these things, can I ask this, and this is to me as well as you, let's not do this as a religious activity, as a task to be checked off for the day. Let's do them to draw closer to Jesus. Let's seek him, because when we seek him, we will find him. Number two, keep sowing in relationships with others. Listen to Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Jesus has commanded you and I to make disciples. And disciple-making requires healthy relationships. This is especially important when we teach people to obey Jesus' commands. Or when we have to challenge people to make lifestyle changes because the way they're living is out of line with Jesus' words and his ways. You and I need to have good relationships if we're going to have these conversations. And disciple-making is much more than merely teaching people. It requires that we give people an example to follow as we live out what we teach. This requires time together and personal conversations as we share our lives with one another. So let's keep investing in relationships with others so that we can obey Jesus' command to make disciples. Last one, number three. Keep sowing by giving of yourself and your finances. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 to 5. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us 
for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. And they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord, and then, by the will of God, also to us. Here's a fantastic picture of sowing in tears. The Macedonian church was going through a very severe trial. They were living in extreme poverty. Yet instead of asking for help, as many of us would, they pleaded for the privilege of giving to others in need. Paul then noted that they didn't do this because they were putting the apostles before them or the apostles' work first. No, they were putting Jesus first. They asked to give entirely on their own. They didn't give because of an emotive sermon or a campaign or a, a message from the apostles. No, they did it without human prompting. As they put Jesus first, as they sought the kingdom of God first, their hearts were moved to give to those in greater need. So when we think about sowing, let's sow ourselves first. Let's fully submit our lives to Jesus. When Jesus is first in every part of our lives, we will find ourselves sowing in the right ways. This will include sowing money. Here at Lighthouse, we were able to bless 60 children and over 40 households this Christmas because people gave the money that was required to do this. And a harvest will be reaped as people are seeing the love of God in action and they are opening their hearts to Jesus. Friends, 2020 was a very challenging year. And it looks like 2021 will continue to be challenging. So let me end with two scriptures that I trust will help us as we move forward into the new year. John chapter 16, verse 33, words of Jesus. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus didn't promise you and I a trouble-free life. He promised that we would have troubles. But he did assure us that he has overcome every trouble that you and I will face. We can face the challenges before us with confidence because Jesus is with us and he rules over everyone and everything. So we can take heart. Jesus has overcome the world. Finally, Galatians chapter 6 verses 9 and 10. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. If you and I will persist in doing good, 
even when that means that we sow in tears, we can be assured that we will reap a harvest at the proper time. Proper time meaning the time that God has determined. Our time of joyful harvesting will come. The Lord has determined this. So let's take every opportunity that God gives us to do good. To invest in our relationship with Jesus. To invest in our relationships with other people. To invest ourselves in every way for the sake of the kingdom of God. For the king and his kingdom. May it be so. Amen.